what an Olympic trials. We've got a quick recap show up. In the spirit of the trials, I'm making it available to everybody. The trials are the best of what of running the United States. We had a great turnout at the Let's Run meetup last night. If you're not a supporter school member, join today. Now's your chance. In the spirit of generosity in the trials, 100% of the proceeds the next week go to the one and only Jonathan Galt. True craftsman. He's not on this podcast because he's like, no, the written recaps need to be done. So join today, let'srun.com slash subscribe. Track and field fans, we are 100 meters away from the finish line of the 2024 U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials, which were held earlier today. What drama. You're a track and field fan. Must have loved that. Your five Olympians right now are Connor Mance, Clayton Young, Fiona O'Keefe winning the women's race as a debutante, Emily Sisson, the American broker holder, and Dakota wins. Amazing. Shocking results, really, on the women's side. Men's results, if we told you the team was Mance Young in career, it wouldn't have been that shocking. What drama, though. Great crowd. Amazing day. Robert Johnson here joined by Janetta Giggle, faster brother, the man that competed in these trials on two occasions. Well then, Johnson. We're doing a quick 20-minute recap show. Jonathan Galt, true draftsman, tradesman, dedicated trap to his craft, said, no, I got to go right. So we're like, no, people want to hear, because we'll put this out for supporters, club members, just instant reaction, because, I mean, this is it. This was an amazing event. The Olympic trials, if you haven't been to one, you need to go. They're always great, no matter where they are. Whoever thought, once you were here, it was very obvious. So whoever thought to have them at 12 noon in Orlando, and it's just not very smart, but great day nonetheless. Amazing racing. I mean, like, right now, happened right now. The sun is down. I don't care what the temperature is. The feels like temperature right now is much lower. A lot of these typical things do not account for the sun, but let's, let's go through these races real quickly. Could have started at five o'clock, would have been fine. Oh, hopefully the beeping, backing up noise isn't too loud. Let's start with the men. I was on the men's lead truck, which is go start to finish. You know, I famously said on the, I was out at the press conference yesterday, you guys were, but um, Scott Fobble said, I think the top three will be under 2810. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I'll give Scott Fobble $1,000 if the top three under 2810. And my thought process was I watched Betsy Sana run the Australia uh, Sydney Marathon. It was hot. She only ran 226. That was about five degrees warmer. But I was thinking to myself, in the final hour of this race, it's going to be warm. And when I woke up, it was at the short line an hour and a half early. It was cold. I was glad I had my Let's Run a beanie on, my long sleeve shirt. But sitting in the sun for the 30 minutes before the start, I was getting warm in my face. Once I got in the truck and we were moving, it was actually kind of chilly, but it's not chilly running in the heat, in the sun, nonstop. First five miles were about five minutes per mile. To, to get 2810, you've got to run 453. I was like, okay, the money's probably in the bag. And then Zach Panning of the Hanson Brooks team just put on an exhibition for the next 15 miles. Steve Prefontaine gave him a standing ovation from the grave. Up, up in the sky, Steve Prefontaine. I mean, seriously. At the time, watching it mile after mile under the 450 barrier, they go through the halfway in like 6406. 
I was like, this guy is a complete baller. This is amazing. This is unreal. This is... Yeah, I was full of praise for it. But now that it's over and he's failed to make the team, he's my biggest loser, winner and loser in the same race. Bowler race, Prefontaine's giving him a standing ovation, but he's not going to the Olympic team. Now, would he have made the Olympic team anyways? I don't know. But when he first started doing it, I was like, he wants an honest race. He's clearly an incredible fitness. I mean, amazing fitness. He looks so good. But I'm like, why would you want to lead a marathon for 21 months? There's a reason why Chicago won it except your pay rabbits. But there's a reason why when Elliot Kipchoge ran 159.40, he was behind the phalanx of pacers because breaking the wind takes up a toll on you. And this guy was the best rabbit ever. He, he had a son a rabbiting job. So it was heartbreaking. Like once he did all that work, I wanted him to make the team, but he didn't. But they got to the 20 mile mark. Well, they, first of all, before that, like mile 17, 444, boom, Jalen Rupp is gone. Changing of an era. I think there's no other way to put it. Um, you know, at that point, it was Zach Panning. Mekinen was still there. Clayton Young, Connor Mance, Leonard Career, Andrew Clawley with a great run for Zap Endurance, and Tibet. Those were your top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, still in the pack. And Panning just keeps hammering, hammering, hammering. And soon it's three. It's just Panning, Young, and Mance. And after the race, it came out. That Clayton, uh, that Connor Mance is a huge fan of Matt Kofleski's book. And he's read the book multiple times, he said. He likes it so much, he gave it to Connor Young to read. I think Connor Young's wife may Clayton have... Clayton Young. Clayton Young, excuse me. Cl- Con- Clayton Young's wife may have given it to him as a gift because he knew how much Connor liked it. Anyway, they both read the book. And in that book, Mep talks about the 2016 Olympic Marathon Trials. Held in Los Angeles, where it was warm like today. They broke free, and apparently Meb then told them there was a guy named Tyler Pinnell. And I, when they mentioned this name tonight, I'm like, wait, what the hell happened to Tyler Pinnell? Tyler Pinnell broke free with Meb. I think there was three of them. And Meb's like, all right, we got it. Standard, standard control. And Tyler said no, and he kept pushing, pushing, pushing. Well, the reason a lot of you guys don't remember the name Tyler Pinnell was he didn't make that Olympic team. So today, essentially, that was... The scenario, Connor's like, look, I, did, I wasn't feeling that great. They were ahead. I was just like, okay, we got to stay in our control here. Um, and then even, you know, once finally, he took its toll the last couple months. So at the 20 mile mark, I was worried I was going to owe Scott Fobble $1,000. And, but then I, I thought back to myself, I'm like, wait, they say it's a 20 mile race, follow, a 20, 20 mile warm up, followed by, you know, a 10K race. The halfway point of a marathon is 18 miles and 20 miles. So I was thinking, and it's getting a little bit warm. You can finally feel it. And I, I did the math on the online calculator. I'm like, they're going to average 457 per mile home. But they'd all been like 449, 451. And then the 21st mile was 459. And instantly I thought to myself, and I, and I got some binoculars, and it looked like it looked to me like, like um, panning was really hurting. And I'm like, okay, there's no way they're picking it up in the final five miles. This is going to really slow down. It's going to look like Betsy Shane in, in Sydney just barely getting to the finish line. And that's exactly what happened. He fell off, you know, ended up in the top 10, but an amazing gutsy race. And I, 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 you know, he said, maybe I got a little excited. You can check out the YouTube interview, but, you know, he doesn't make it. In the end, Young and Mance, the top two Americans, the only two of the standard, they, they go one, two, they deserve to go. 
I don't know what the fans thought of the finish. We're on the truck. I'm like, hey, do you battle it out here or do you go hand in hand at the finish line? I kind of, because Weldon would probably always beat me in a kick. I'm like, hey, let's go. I would probably think I would want to go hand in hand with my teammate. And someone on the truck's like, maybe it was on the message board. Someone's like, there's no way that Connor Mance lets Young win this. He's just too competitive. And I didn't see the finish, but it sounds like it was described to me, Weldon, that, you know, Mance just was like really hurting, wanted to get the finish line, just kept going. And then Young goes off to the side to high five the crowd, and that's it. One wins, one does it. So, I think that's kind of lame. Like, go in together or really race it out. But hey, man, those guys were amazing. They had huge crowds here. There was people in the Mance. Check out the written recap. We got Manson t-shirts, Young's t-shirts. The families were here. By the way, the Young's were totally confident. His two daughters, ages five and three, they're in the mix zone wearing shirts saying, my daddy just made the Olympic team. They weren't afraid of a jinx. Now, the mom, Mrs. Young, was a little bit afraid of the jinx because four years ago, she already bought her tickets. To Tokyo for the family Airbnb. She lost some money. She moved to it. Yeah. So this time she does not have Paris tickets booked. By the way, if you live in Paris and want to host the Youngs, they'd appreciate it. But um, yeah. So the well, a couple of things. The big question you know we've been getting is, did Young let Mance win? I think the answer is yes. Was this pre-arranged? No, not at all. Did Mance? Does Mance think Young let him win? Maybe. Um, but essentially. Connor said in the post-race a couple times towards Thody in the press conference that at 24 miles, and at, at that point, yeah, they were clear. So at 24 miles, let's see, panning dropped off on up to the 24th mile, but really fell off hard. They were running 507s. 24th mile, they keep going 509, 510 for them. Panning runs 529. So he's done, but still 24 seconds up. We're still thinking, can he hold on? He, he, he would not make it. Um, at that point, so at 24, apparently Mance tells Young, like, I'm not feeling that good. And he's like, just, you know, hang with me, man. No, you got it. And so I think he could have dropped him there if he wanted to or whatever. Maybe Smart wants to go in. And then he said when they got to about 26 miles, I guess they had told him there might be some flags on the course. And he said he remembered seeing Meb because they all read Meb's book grabbing the flag. So he went. To, that's when he went off to the side. He was trying to grab a flag. But... They'd also told the flag holders, don't give somebody a flag if it's a close race. So they didn't give him the flag. He just enjoyed it in. And, you know, they go one-two. But then the battle for third was crazy because by 24 miles, um, you know, his panning was 24 seconds up on Quebec. But by 25, he still hadn't been passed yet, but he's three seconds up, but it lost another 20 seconds. It was over. Zach's panning's day was... Uh, done essentially, but he's caught by Cabin at, at 25. But Career, who was fourth four years ago, is 14 seconds back. Is he going to finish fourth two years in a row? It looks like Cabin was going to make the team in career, but no, Lenny Career runs a 508 26 mile. Cabin is struggling 524, so he picks up 16 seconds, has a one second lead there, and then kicks it in to, to get the win. Behind them, CJ Albertson was running unreal 458 26 mile. This guy always finishes strong. You know, when I was talking to him earlier in the week, he said he, I didn't have the best buildup, but he, you could tell that he envisioned himself running people down, and he almost did it because, you know, at the finish, Career makes the team thir- uh, five seconds ahead of Quebec, and then Robertson is only five seconds behind that. So CJ Albertson, amazing close, 10 seconds away from making the team. Panning ends up six. Crazy stuff. One thing we did mention about early in the race, Scott Bobble was throwing up and ended up dropping out. Uh, you know, I think it's a devastating race for Fobble. He was one of the big, big contenders last time. At the same time this time, 
Uh, I don't know how your fueling can be that bad if you're a marathoner. You had trouble in Berlin with it. Supposedly you revamped everything. It's not, it shouldn't be that complicated that you're throwing up in the first 10 miles. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think that if, if he's made the team now, he's likely to ever consider to be able to call himself an Olympian. Let's talk about Galen Rupp real quick before we go to the women. You know, some people say changing of the guard. It is. But what I tell you is both Mebka Fueski and Abdi Abdurrahman made Olympic teams missed his cycle, and they made another Olympic team. So I do think he's talented enough if he can get healthy and, you know, have four good years. I would not rule out 2028 for Rupp. He's such a talent. But, you know, it, it, it's certainly a disappointing day. He was having to be carried out, like, of the media zone for a while, but he did come back and speak to the media. We have that up um, on YouTube. A couple more comments on the men's race. Nathan Martin in seventh. Very good performance. 10th place, I mean, 7th, 211 flat. Um, you know, he's only ended up being 10 seconds behind Zach Panning. Zach Panning fades to 6. John Suzuki of Zappin Fitness, 211.09. Reed Fisher, 211.34 for 9th. And Colin Benny for 10th. I mean, those sort of last four guys, I think Martin had the best run. He stayed up there in contention for a long time. I think of, of these guys, essentially non-sponsored. He's got a few minor sponsors. Great run. Um, you know, he's the fastest... African American, African American born guy, ever. So good run for those guys. Let's oh, so miss my flight. Let's switch to the women's race. I mean, we knew we knew this woman was made for the marathon. We talked to Alistair Craig, but we didn't know if she was talented enough to make an Olympic team. Fiona Keith was absolutely sensational. Two twenty two ten negative split for the win. Wins by thirty two seconds over the American record holder. Crazy stuff. Just to have the guts. To know that you're feeling well enough that you can pick it up in a mar- in your marathon debut, you're gonna leave behind the American record holder and win. She was amazing. Sisson ran a smart race. Um, to me, you know, it's a little bit disappointing. American record holder doesn't win the race, but all that matters is top three. I think she was smart in hindsight. Like she says, you know, I think a lot four years ago, I overcooked it a little bit. She purposely was holding back in training. She does, she knew that she knows that she's not talented enough. She doesn't have to do anything crazy to make this team. She's on the team. And then third place, shocking, the 10th of our 11th long shots, Dakota Lindworm. This woman ran 16.43 for 5,000, 34 minutes for 10,000 in college. She was only 34th in the D2 NCAAs in her final college race. She was not a D2 star, never a D2 champion. And somehow she gets a, she shows up at Minnesota Elite. They give her a spot. I mean, she works a job. She's still working a job as a paralegal. The head coach, Chris Lundstrom, who I talked to at length, is still working a job. And she's a goddamn Olympian. Where your dreams become reality for both of them. Lindstrom also had Annie Frisbee in the top 10. Amazing job for them. Without a shoe sponsor, amazing. I mean, she does have a, a small, small deal with Puma, but the, the group doesn't have a shoe deal. Crazy stuff. She's basically running a, a marathon at the same time patience she could run a college 10,000 meters. She was just, you know, amazing. In Chicago in the fall, she was beaten by four Americans. She's the, but the two-time grandma's marathon winner, is going to, you know, the Olympics. And the co- coach Lindstrom said, she's, look, she's made for the marathon. She's just not that fast, but she can now do mile repeats under six, under five minutes a mile or close under five minutes a mile. So congrats to her. Amazing story. Um, and, and just a great run for O'Keefe. Like 222, you know, in your debut on a fairly warm day. The women started 10 minutes later than the men. They're out there longer. Negative split. I definitely think that she could break 220. And this is going to sound crazy, folks. But what happened four years ago at the Olympics was someone sponsored by Puma. 
American Marathoner. He's got a medal. They got a medal. And and I, that, 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 that's might be crazy to say, hyperbole to say, because four years ago when John Galt said to me, I was exhausted, it was 2 a.m., we're finishing up our nightly work. He's like, do you want to get up in three hours to watch the women's marathon? I was like, no. Well, I huddles not. I go, we don't have any medals. Oops. And we had a medal. But Weldon talked to, I think, Coach Craig, and he's like, look, she's amazing at hills. Yeah, it was sort of afterwards, I was like, Okay, that was a good run. I think it is equivalent to 220. Um, but, but anyway, I, I just, I was like, are oh, we really going to have another Molly Seidel situation? I was like, mm, probably not. And then I talked to Amy Craig and Alistair. And I mean, they were like obviously very ecstatic. You know, their whole little seven month old, their four month old baby here. And great day for them, great day for the team. And she's like, do you know she's made for hills? And I was like, what? Because I was talking about she's a natural born marathoner. And she's like, she's made for the hills. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah. At Bix, I think she has a top five all-time time. One of the U.S. road champs, she just dominated on the hills. So they're even more bullish, I think, about her chances in Paris, which is great. That's what America needs. By the way, supporters come in release. The Golik is with Zach Penning right now at the Brooks and C.J. Albertson right at the Brooks Hyperion House. Sleeping. If they don't have free beer there, buy those boys as much as they want. I mean, Zach made the race. As a coach, it was making me think, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid. But he looks so fluid. He looks so good. I mean, he, you know, I mean, again, that's a, that's a race to see pretty fun. There's, would be, would just be giving a standing ovation. Right. And there's a mindset. Like I, I, the media steps right at the finish, essentially. Um, and so you're watching mainly on a tent, but I'm like, I want to go on the course. I go out, I can't cross the course. So I'm just there at the 20, at the 18 mile mark, the 10, 18 and 26 mile mark. I only see them at the 20 mile, at the 18 mile mark. And I see people on Team Panning shirts. And I'm like, do you guys know Zach Panning? And um, this guy turns around and he's like, my daughter married him. And I'm like, your son-in-law's a baller. And then he points, he goes, that's my daughter right there. And I just, right then I said, this is super impressive. I don't know how this will, I did say, I don't know how this will turn out, but it's very impressive no matter what. And I still think that holds, but you know, the question comes, maybe you don't want it to go too slow, but do you try to pull more of Fiona O'Keefe model? She waited till 19 miles. She opened up the gap in the 19th mile and then just sort of look, cruised, cruised for home from there. The, the reality is Elliot Kipchoge tried to take the lead early in Boston and he didn't do it. So the Elliot Kipchoge can't lead a marathon from start to start. Oh, yeah, I I'm just, I, I'm doing a live show right now, so we can back in. Sorry. Sorry. Have a good yeah. Sorry, we have local people asking us questions. But, um, anyways, the, uh, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, great, great run for Zach. He, he should be proud. Let's talk about some women. Again, I don't have a lot of time. I got to get to the airport. Kind of stunning performance to me. Like, well, first of all, you know, we had our big six, but one side out pulled out, so it was our big five. One makes the team, right? And Emily Sisson, we had O'Keefe as a wild card. She made the team as well. But Betsy Sena does not make the team. Kira D'Amato up there does not make the team. And Sarah Hall does not make the team. Although Sarah Hall did finish and she was fifth. I think, first of all, Sarah Hall, major props. 35 seconds away from making the Olympic team, her first Olympic team at age 40 in her eighth attempt. To be honest, if this race was held right now, I think she'd make the team. If it was held at 6 a.m. or right now, she's on the team. She's not a good heat runner. She, she worked so hard at it. She should be very proud of that effort. 
I was afraid when they, they gave out an award ceremony, kind of like NCAA is the top 10 come on the thing. People were chanting Team USA, Team US, USA. It was really exciting. I was afraid she was going to cry. She held that very well. And, and I, I hope that, Sarah, Sarah, if you're listening, you should be very proud of that effort. Um, Jessica Tan, now McLean, was fourth. Shocking performance. Only 15 seconds away from the Olympic team. She did good. I mean, that was astounding. She came in, 229 marathon PB. Um, you know, former Stanford runner. Essentially, she said she was supposed to... She was a good, decent runner in college, but not unbelievable. She said she thought she'd be better at the roads. Was supposed to make her half debut, I think, the New York City half in 2020. Well, you know what happened then. COVID-19. She sort of essentially just kind of backed off a bit away from the sport, came out, said, oh, I want to... Her mindset was, it sounded like Kira D'Amato, I want to run a marathon before I'm 30. She did that, got down to 229 only before the trials. Yet, just, just, despite that, I was like, well, I mean, she was ecstatic. She's very happy to be fourth. She's like, look, we're going to have a great top three, this team in Paris, but I'll be ready if something goes wrong. I mean, she was the happiest fourth place finisher you could ever see. She also didn't, she looked like she didn't sweat a drop the whole damn race. I mean, it was amazing. And I was like, how, how is this possible? She's like, oh, I live in Phoenix. Like, people know or think it. I mean, I don't think that's the case. I think they're used to it more running, especially in the intense sun. Um, but uh, what a run from 229 to running 225, 46 in that heat. I mean, she'll get sponsored. It's sort of cool that third to fourth in women's race, essentially have jobs. She's got a full-time job as well. Um, and then the other, I mean, there was a lot of sort of intrigue in the women's story. And this day and age, how this happened is so shocking to me. I mean, you can blame what's run. You can blame everyone in the media, even the message boards loose. We all failed big, big time. There was a Boston marathon winner in the women's race. And nobody knew about it. And I'm not talking about Des Linden. Carolyn Rotich, who won Boston, I think in, well, I shouldn't say the year, I think in 2017, 2015, somewhere in there. She got a U.S. citizenship in October. She was in the race. Her last marathons have gone horrendous. And she was right with Dakota at 24 miles. Then 25th mile, Dakota puts 11 seconds on her, and that was it. She finished sixth place. But, but we didn't even know she was running? It's amazing. Nobody, nobody realized it. Obviously, she was on the list, but just pretty crazy. Um, well, Rojo's theory of always betting people born in Kenya didn't work so well for me in the prediction contest. I don't think that I want it. Shout out to Des London. She finished 11th in this race in 228. Good for her. Solid run. But just, you know, it was a great day. It's so exciting. I was like, why am I going this? Am I really going to get any interviews that other people don't get, get the wallet and John can't get? But I was thrilled to, to be on the, on the men's truck, to hear the crowds, and they were massive. And I got to talk to the young parents, to meet his kids, talk to them. It's going to be in the article. It was just really great to be here. A great day for distance running. Um, you know, and, and a lot to, to think ahead. You know, can... Oh, one other guy. Paul Tulimo's debut disaster. He was in the media room before they were even halfway, I think. He was... Watching the race, I don't think we spoke to him, but I guess he can turn his attention to the track. It's a total non-factor. Um, Carolyn Rotich, for the record, won the 2015 Boston Marathon. Sam Chalanga, you know, he trains with Young and Mance, but was never even up there. Did he? You talked to him right afterwards. What did he have to say? He's like, I, I think the sickness from Houston. I never really got over it. Was his explanation? Um, his wife was, I think, top uh, top 25 for sure. She just started running. That was kind of a, a cool story. 
Um, Lindsay Flanagan, Emily Durgan, Annie Frisbee rounding out your top 10. I think if you make top 10, you deserve to get a mention on a recap show. Oh, McKenna Myler. Also, um, she's in the, the Utah group Manson Young. So great day for them. Great day for Ed Eystone's group. I mean, that was sort of one thing that, well, everybody, if you want to make the team, you need to go out and read Matt Kofleski's book. But that was one thing Mance said afterwards. It's sort of interesting, the connection. There's, there is the BYU connection that goes all the way back to Eystone. And, and there's a connection between the runners. But Mance said, look, I wanted to go to BYU because of Ed Eystone. And I looked and I, I, I knew the success he had had. Olympian, developing Olympians, because he developed Jared Ward. Um, and... Then also, he said, look, I woke up to Clayton Young, usually in high school. I was a freshman. He was a senior. He was like just a complete stud, amazing runner. Um, so it's kind of cool that, you know, they're now training partners, both on the Olympic team. And it'll be interesting to see what they do in Paris. I, I, don't, ex- I don't expect the men to do anything, but I, I got high hopes for Fiona O'Keefe. Um, Emily, she's obviously the American record holder, but like my eggs are for Paris or in the O'Keefe basket. I, I think Emily still hasn't. She's run a pretty good marathon, but it, it's. It, yeah, I'm sure you got most people. Ninety-five percent of you saw this race. If you didn't, Fiona O'Keefe, it looks effortless. Her running, her stride, there's very little balance. It just looks like she's made to run this distance. Um, All right, so, I agree with you on that. We didn't. You got to give a shout out to everybody in the top ten. And did we say Nathan Moore, Josh Zuski of Zap Endurance, in eighth? Yeah, we did them. Reed Fisher, Tim and Elite, they also ninth, and Tim and Elite also had twelfth with Winter. Shout out to them. Um, Simbasa, Under Armour, Colin Benny, Brooks. We don't think we mentioned that former Syracuse runner. I guess one thing now, a lot of the attention turns to will Lenny Career make the team. Um, I think he will. John's actually got the, some good news on that front. Jonathan Gold's calculated his new world ranking. He's going to move ahead of Fobble, so that might help him a little bit. But, I mean, the big question now, essentially, is the window doesn't close, I think, until April, maybe May. Do a bunch of random people from these random countries go hit the 208 standard who haven't already hit it? So if, like, 10 more do that, then I think he's out. Um, unless someone from the U.S. goes and hits it, then you could sub him in. He's not allowed to go hit it. There's a little confusion there. We were talking to Scott Douglas, who's working at Runner's World, and essentially they're asking the same questions to the USATF, the OR, that, that, that we said, like, look, why not let him go chase? And some of the rules don't make perfect sense, but no, the situation they, is what it is. They've also said that they won't kick you off the team if you do run a marathon between now and then. But if you run a fast time, that time won't count. That doesn't make any sense. Yet again, shocker, USATF is not on top of their game in terms of that. But in terms of setting up and giving Orlando the bid, it was beautiful. That being said, I heard today that the temperatures in Chattanooga were in the 40s. If this race is running in the 40s, I do think we have three men under 208.10. But I think, guaranteed. Exciting stuff. Um, amazing run. Amazing drama. And thank now, you for your support. Yes, one more question. The 208.10s from Boston don't count. Boston is not an eligible force. So if an Amer- American can't unlock the spot, but the problem is most of the Americans are going to go to Boston. Why would you? Maybe some. Who's going to go to London and try to get it for Scott? I mean, for Lenny. I think he'll get in on the world ranking. Um, but if not, oh, one more tidbit on Lenny. He said, look, I had given up on top three. I didn't think I was going to get top three. But I, I was fighting for every spot. 
I, I just wanted to get back to, like, he's like, I was thinking, like, maybe I can get fourth, like, four years ago. And that just shows, like, he said, you know, it's like commanders last time after he got fourth in the army were like, you, you can get them next time. And I think there's something to be said. You don't quit in these races. It's the Olympic trials. You'll never know how to turn out. He did it. I think a big question mark, Zach Panning, he's a bright star. Bright, he was a bright spot today, shown very brightly, too brightly. But like, what's next for him? Can he, can he keep it at this level? I think he can. I think he's going to and make the team in four years. I mean, that's a lot to ask. Or does he go the Tyler Pinnell route? I think Zach Panning, this is just the beginning for him. It's very exciting to have a talent like this. Um, that top 10 in Hungary, he more than justified it today. Just, it's still a marathon, and that's the beauty of it. I think you need the conditions these days to sort of remind people it's still a marathon. But we saw it today. It's 26.2 miles for a reason, and congrats to everyone who came out, everyone who cheered, everyone at home. And this race, though, is much more exciting than a ravaged race because you have the moves, you have a slow start, you have people fading, coming back. Big closes. He was a little bit more unpredictable than, than your average time trial marathon. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.